Hello, thank you again for being here. Today, I am Sandy Waters, and this is Neighbors in Need, and our very good friend, Jennifer Farringer, is in with us from NCADD. Thank you again for being in. Hi, Sandy. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. We almost are doing this once a month. It feels like it. It's that important of an issue to Mm -hmm. discuss. It is. We try to focus on one area of Mm -hmm. expertise because you guys do so much at NCADD. So today will be about... Um, drugs and opioid addiction and more of the light at the end of the tunnel. What is out there to help? Right. Right. Because we all know the dangers. We all know that there's a problem. Let's really learn about the resources and the steps that we need to take. What do we need to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll divide it up in terms of what's out there, what's new, and what can we do to help? Okay. So in terms of prevention, I think prevention is a piece of the continuum that people forget about sometimes. But in terms of prevention, what we're doing have already initiated, already in full swing, the Opioid Task Force of Monroe County. So what does prevention do? We have the ability to organize at the grassroots level. And that's an important feature in that we pull together multiple sectors to collectively solve the problem. So we will get to the end of this dark tunnel of opioid addiction, but we can only do it collectively. Likely not tomorrow, but we all are working together. And that happens under the Opioid Task Force of Monroe County. The other piece is education. I think education is power. So community awareness presentations out to schools, out to communities, youth audiences, adult audiences. So we do these by request and are training literally several thousand a year on the risks the trends, the history around opioid use, and as importantly, if not more importantly, all the risks available, or excuse me, all the resources available for one seeking help. Uh, The other is the producing and expansion of our directories. So it's important what the calls that we field each day are from family members or people looking for services Mm -hmm. to to, um, treat their addiction. So what we put together over a decade ago is the Monroe County treatment provider directory. What we've done in the last year is expand that to include directories from the eight counties around Monroe. So if you go to our website, ncadd-ra.org, go under either resources or under the Finger Lakes Addiction Resource Center, and there you can download any of the directories, whether Monroe County, whether the eastern counties, southern counties, or western counties. Then what we did is create a, rec- a directory of recovery services because people go through through treatment. It's too often not long enough and they need support. They need encouragement. They need to celebrate in a, in a recovering community. Um, so we put together a list of recovery resources in Monroe County and again in the surrounding counties. And then lastly, in terms of prevention, Uh, for community members to find out in their community, is there a coalition? A school community coalition partnership exists in many of our counties. My staff at the uh, Finger Lakes Prevention Resource Center are now working with over 20 coalitions in the Finger Lakes region. So you can find out if your community has one, if they do participate, if you're unsure, reach out. And again, you can go to our website to find out that information and the point contact person in your community. And your job at NCADD is 
education. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the focus, right? So if there are any questions, please, these are the people to reach out. Your team, you and your team are dedicated dedicated to clearing up any misconceptions or answering any questions. That you yes, have. yes. And we're joined certainly by the efforts of the Monroe County Sheriff's Department with Deputy Mike Favada. He's doing presentations. Dr. Mike Mendoza is doing school assemblies. I mean, we're all doing our part, but that is what NCAD does. We're, we're all about education. And then, of course, the big thing that's in the news is the conversation about beds, the frantic conversation about beds and bed availability. We approach it at the task force from a different perspective, looking at increasing the access to services versus focusing on the beds. When you focus on the beds, a bed that's available at this moment in an hour might not. You know, it's a very, it's it's a harder number to grab, but access is is more concrete. So in terms of increased access to services, I know you spoke recently with the folks from Open Access, mm -hmm. which is a fairly new service. Uh, it is not a new treatment provider. Instead, it's it's a walk-in center that allows for assessment, evaluation, identification of the first available bed, negotiating any treatment or, or insurance barriers, and providing transportation to that bed if necessary. So they're doing an a awesome job. They celebrated their year anniversary in August, and they're getting over 75% of individuals to an identified treatment slot within three days or less, which is amazing. Because that's crucial, right? Every crucial, day crucial. matters. Yes, yes. But in addition to open access, there's open access at, at other treatment centers, and we call those the walk-in evaluation sites. So these are already existing treatment providers in our community that have said, what can we do in addition to help so if, again, if you refer to our Monroe County treatment provider template, you'll see a line which indicates which treatment providers do walk-in evaluations. And that, a sense, in a sense, accomplishes the same thing. So they identify particular days of the week, time frames, although um, our, our H Rochester Regional has pretty much uh, five days a week, nine to five. Helio Health has uh, an expanded walk-in time for detox, um, but you know, I'd encourage listeners to take a look at that. There also will be additional detox beds available through Helio again, which was formerly SBH, Syracuse Behavioral Health. They're in university. By January uh, 1st, they'll have 15 new detox beds available. Rochester Regional has a total of 104 beds at four locations, and they have four, excuse me, seven outpatient detox slots for alcohol, for opioids, and they all offer detox and medically assisted treatment. And our area is pretty good with this, right? We're pretty progressive when it when it comes to offering these services, yeah. right? We're progressive in that we're willing to think outside the box. So mm -hmm. for example, when open access formed, it was one of the first in the state. It's now being replicated across the state. So I think we continue continue to be at the forefront of willing, being willing to look outside of the box and see what, how creatively we can respond to the, to the issue. And we're blessed by having people in our leadership and our county leadership supporting that, mm -hmm. that forward thinking. We have a wonderful district attorney, Sandy Dorley, the current uh, sheriff, Todd Baxter, the current commissioner of health, Dr. Mendoza, and at the state level, our OASIS partners certainly are supportive in looking at anything we can possibly do 
to help providers move forward and think outside the box. Can you guide us in getting to that point, getting a family member to seeking help, to all these available resources Mm -hmm. that there are out there? Because there's that step that you need to walk through the front door. There is. Yeah. Yeah. So family members, I mean, remain, I think the function of a council, so us, the council in a community, is to be kind of that front door, that grassroots organization that works with with folks head on. And we can help decipher the treatment provider directory if it's difficult for people to understand or difficult. We can help them walk through and identify resources, both prevention, treatment, and recovery. So I would really recommend going to our website, again, ncadd-ra.org, or giving us a call. Um, You can call our direct line, and it's 719-3481, and be put in touch with someone who can help them most immediately. But but services or or, or steps would be make that call, Um, you know, get an understanding of what you're dealing with, have an understanding of what resources are available, you know, and be open-minded uh, what we're also trying to do in the community is increase the access to medically assisted treatment. Mm. I Again, I think we're doing more in this community than many others. We have multiple expansions, for example, through URMC's Highland, through Highland Family Medicine. Um, they're expanding their opportunities to train physicians to become certified or waivered to offer, for example, Suboxone to patients that are struggling with their opioid addiction, whether from prescription meds, which more often is the case, or from heroin. And a medically-assisted treatment connects them not only with the medication necessarily to get off, but also with a uh, treatment provider for adjunctive therapy and counseling. So that's crucial, and I think we're doing making great steps. Um, but the encouragement out there to the medical community is to consider this. Um, patients are already in your waiting room, already need help. They may not have self-identified, but, you know, offer, be become certified and become uh, able and familiar with the resources uh, for your patients and for the community, too, to uh, get Narcan trained. So Narcan yeah. is the medication that will reverse uh, opioid overdose. If you come across, and we, we all could be in that situation because it's permeated our community at virtually every level. I know... What does the face of addiction look like? Looks like us all. Where is it? It's everywhere. So whether you're rural, suburban, urban, you never know. So be prepared as the model. You know, you can get again if you go to our website under resources and the opioid uh, task force brochure has a whole list of Narcan trainers. There's about five or six in the community now offering them to include uh, the Monroe County Department of of health. So anybody can go through the training? Anyone can go really? through the training. It used to be limited to EMS, physician staff. Still, okay. Yeah, but now we're encouraging everyone, everyone. So it's very available. And Dr. Mendoza has also placed a standing order. So you need not go through tr- the training. You can go to any farm, any major pharmacy and request Narcan. Wow. And also New York State has something called NCAP, which is $40 toward your copay so you could potentially um, have or obtain a Narcan kit with with no copay depending on your level of, of so copayment. We know the medical community obviously goes through this training and is equipped the you know EMS and EMSs yes. Um, 
But in schools, are they starting? They are. To, okay. They are. So a number of nurses and various designated staff have already begun the process actually a couple years ago. And different schools are at different phases of putting this in. Some are looking at becoming trainers themselves so they can train more. So the understanding is we all need to be prepared. Uh, Dr. Mendoza puts it, if you could think of wherever you see an AED, the red boxes to help someone when they're down with a, a heart attack, wherever you see that, if you could also see a Narcan kit there as well. So his reach out has included libraries, restaurants, virtually anywhere. Which is fantastic, yet scary. It is that scary. We're at that point. It is scary. But in terms of numbers, in terms of using yeah. words like epidemic, which are pretty factual, wow. we need all to, to be ready at all locations at all times. Can we take uh, a brief moment to reiterate the the severity of jewels? And, and yes. I know you talked yes. about this last time, but I, I still hear parents talking about it and they're not talking about it in the most educated way because they don't know. Right, right. Can you touch on that a little bit? Sure. So, and that's something that impacts kids, hugely young people, actually middle school, high school, even more so young adults, college level, even more so. Juul is an example of an e-cig electronic cigarette slash vaping product, but Juul is so prevalent that it's actually become a verb. People say, I'm jeweling. And when any drug becomes a verb, you should be concerned. Mm -hmm. So that's the prevalence of its use. We're in the process of putting together through the Monroe County Department of Health the second survey, a youth risk survey, in 2019. And I have no doubt we're going to see rising numbers in terms of youth tobacco use. We were successfully able to drive down tobacco use among youth when we were talking about straight cigarettes and use of nicotine in that way. Once e-cigs came on the scene, and now even more so once uh, jewels have come on the scene, that number has gone up to where it was before and much more above that. Is this kind of like cigarettes when they were first introduced? Nobody realized the right. dangers? Right. So now this right. is the new version of that. Yes, because the e-cig makers typically promoted it as a safe way to smoke, mm-hmm. that it was safer than smoking uh, a regular cigarette product. Mm-hmm that it was a product that would help you get off smoking if you're trying to quit. Well, that might be true maybe with some adults, but with kids it's been more like an entry in. They never smoked in the first place. Instead, they're attracted to these very um, glitzy-looking products that have done everything from integrate Bluetooth technology. I mean, singing e-cigs, really? Like, who, who would want a singing e-cig yeah, other yeah. Than, than young people? But the jewel is even more innocuous. It looks like a, a, almost like a flash drive. So you can charge it in your computer, but it's very discreet. So you might not even be aware that your um, that a, a young person is having yeah. a jewel product. And the jewel products themselves contain an enormous amount of nicotine, much more so than former e-cig products and certainly much more so than this straight cigarette. Okay. All right. So have a conversation with your kids about that. Find out more about everything that we talked about today mm-hmm. on the website, ncadd-ra.org. Yes. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks, Sandy. Always a pleasure.